Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Happy New Year to all. All of you, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, today we have Jennifer Alvarado. I'm probably saying that wrong because I am awful when it comes to last names. But um, so Jen and I have been we're texting back and forth and and all this stuff, and I didn't realize it until we started having our conversation. But we're both only children, so this conversation is going to be very interesting. Just so you know, just so you know, two only children talking about only children stuff and the music and everything else. Um, Jennifer is such a sweetheart. I totally, totally appreciate all of her time. Her music is incredible. Check it out. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to hear from somebody that has a different walk of life than I do. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you know, and you'll, you'll hear about it all in the conversation. So I don't want to give too much away, but you can tell we come from two very, very different places and I love it. And I love that we're able to have a connection you know, when it comes to being an only children and, you know, really, really getting to know each other. So I really appreciate it, Jennifer, so much. Go check out her music. She's just killing, you know, she's absolutely killing. Um, and you don't want to miss out on her, that's for sure. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Jennifer Alvarado. Artist friends, local friends, and everybody looking for a little bit of Nashville here in Central Mass. Come check out Off the Rails in Worcester. You can go see their website, offtherailsworcester.com. They have their restaurant menu. They have their venue schedule. Go check them out. Real good friends of ours here at the show. You don't want to miss out on this place, offtherailsworcester.com. Again, restaurant, a little taste of Nashville, and a great music scene. Come check it out. Hello. Hello. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Um. It finally, I don't. I don't either. You know, it's one of those things where this, this whole. Yeah, and you know, it's when the app wants to work the right way, it's awesome, and then when it doesn't, forget it. Yeah. Well, that's okay. So, welcome to the show. Thank you. At least now, you know, You're if I welcome. decide to start a podcast, I'm on Anchor, so. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's really, you know, this whole Anchor thing is really, from what I have been able to find, it's the easiest, most um, typically reliable kind of thing, and it's easy to use, and it's most of all free, so that's, okay. you know, if it's free, it's for me. <laughs> I understand. So. Tell us your story. Like I was saying to you via text, you know, this is about you. So I'm going to, I'm going to sit back and listen to you and <laughs> interject as, uh, as you as see things, fit, as I see fit. Right. And if yeah, I don't, okay. well, it's going to be a quick, <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be done in two minutes. We'll right. good to go. Um, so yes, I've been doing music for most of my life. Um, I, uh, I'm the only child, so, you know, music was sort of like that, I guess, sibling or whatever you want to call yeah. it, because it's it's what I spent my time doing. Um, 
I, uh, my grandparents were very involved with country music as far as, you know, they loved country music. My grandfather, um, he played bluegrass and so he, he played mandolin and banjo and guitar, a couple other instruments. And he actually played for a radio show, um, I think before I was born, but it was a Sunday morning radio show. And so, you know, I would go to their house and it was just constantly around me. And so that was sort of what I was used to was just music. And um, my mom was really into like Chicago and the Eagles and, and all the top, you know, like the top 40 classic rock kind of stuff. Um, yeah, sure. And so, I, you know, I remember growing up and listening to that. Um, but I I started writing when I was around four, which sounds really weird. But, um, you know, I would make up little songs and stuff. And I remember, like, watching the Disney Channel. And there would be, like, some of the shows would only have, like, instrumental songs. And so I would want to write songs because I felt, or write the lyrics for the songs because I felt um so uh that's that's actually super cute that's fun <laughs> so and you know and i watched the making mask up and all that kind of stuff and and one um but yeah that's sort of how i got started i started asking my papa to teach me mandolin or teach me guitar and that kind of thing and um i started playing um we had a old pipe well, not pipe organ, but pump organ in the in the basement um, that has been part of my family for years. And I learned how to read the music so that I could play that. Um, and so I, I started reading notes and everything, playing that, and then also got involved with like choir, with church and school. And, and that's how I started singing. But it was probably not until I was about 14 that I really picked up guitar and started um, just really wanting to write and you know I would write off and on um, through middle school especially because you know middle school's hard mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> age, especially being an only child well yeah yeah and so you know you don't really have people to talk to like you know I had my best friends yep. but when things would happen like I would go home and I would write about it and it was like you know, my notebooks with my, my words and everything like that was really, those are my friends. And then honestly, like listening to other artists and and their words, like it made you feel like somebody else knew what you were going through. Yeah. And so. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I I can totally relate because I'm, I'm an only child too. Uh, Um, So, you know, I always found things, you know, I always say all the time, you know, rainy days were the hardest, especially when I was growing up because in the neighborhood I grew up in, there was kids all around, but when it rained nobody came out, you know, so I always had to find ways to entertain myself. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword because yes, there are times where like you're lonely, but you also get to know yourself very well too. Um, yeah. And so for me, part of that getting to know myself and, yeah, I, you know, friends almost with song, how people, how they felt and that kind of thing. And so I think that, it has, I think that part made it easier for songwriting because, you're forced to kind of write down what you're feeling and it gives you like this outlet to be able to kind of look back and be like okay and into process and I think that you don't have the distractions per se that you have if you have 15 people around but yeah but um yeah so I I started um pursuing guitar and that kind of thing um I really got involved with with choir at church but then also from that I started leading different ensembles and so Mm -hmm. I really thought like I was going to pursue Christian music um and actually the very first CD I put out in 2015 it it was a um 
the whole project is, is contemporary Christian. And, and that's what I was oh. really focused on was, was being a worship leader. I'm still a worship pastor. Um, but really pursuing the contemporary Christian stuff. Um, and honestly, it wasn't until 2020 that because I had all these other songs that I've written that were more country, folk, pop, that kind of thing. But it wasn't until 2020 that I sort of was sitting here and, you know, we're all kind of confined to our homes. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe there should be something with this. Like, I'm just sitting here. I need to do something. Because I'm that person that's going to be doing something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why, um, why me? Why did you make that switch? Other than you know, it was just. Do you think? All right, let me let me backtrack. Do you think that if you're not stuck at home and the pandemic isn't going on, does this even happen for you? Does this change happen? I don't know. Um, I think eventually it would have happened, regardless. Like just regardless of anything person i would never try but for me i had gone through so i i was a paralegal for a number of years um after college so i graduated um was still doing music on the side and doing the christian music thing but i was paralegal and so my focus became sort of that and music took the back seat and then i realized that like as I kept getting promotion after promotion and, and pay increase and all that kind of stuff that, Hey, I'm still kind of miserable here because I'm not doing what I thought I should be doing. And so I right. went back into worship ministry and I'll be honest, like 2018, 2019, those, those years were very difficult because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, if that makes sense. And, um, there was a lot of church hurt and a lot of just like coming to this place of like um, kind of losing yourself and trying to find yourself again. And so when 2020 hit, I was in this place of just like, I didn't know who I was anymore. Um, I didn't know what I was doing with music. And so it was almost like I found my way back to what I knew from when I was little and music was fun and music was yeah. that outlet. And so I, I wandered back to that place. And so I think because of that, I was like, you know, I've never, I've never tried to put this stuff out. I had demos and I had all this stuff recorded and it was like, it was just sitting there. And so I thought, okay, let, let me just try it. I'm going to try it. We're going to see. Um, and then honestly, you know, I've released some stuff in 2020, but never really, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I mean, the same is true of 2015. I had no clue what I was doing. I thought you put stuff out and then like, that's it. Like <laughs> next <laughs> week you're on the billboard charts and that's it. Um, so, you know, there, there was a lot of like, <laughs> like what's going on? Like what, what am I supposed to be doing? And you have to figure that marketing stuff right. out and that promotion stuff out and all of it. So so in 2020, when I started releasing stuff again, like I was like, okay, well, I need to see how to make this work and, and what I'm doing. And, and so I started doing like the behind the scenes stuff that you have to do. And it wasn't until early 2021 that I was like, okay, I'm going to send some of this stuff out to like internet radio, other places, and just see if they even want to play it. Um, because I was sort of at that place of basically like, I'm going to see if this even does anything. And if it doesn't, then I'm going to put it back on a shelf and just continue on with life and whatever. Um, and it, it did well. And so I think that that gave me the confidence I needed to keep pushing and keep pursuing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's always, it's always nice when you get you know, that level of recognition when you don't, when you're not sure about something. Yeah, definitely. You know? And then, because you're right, <clears throat> it gives you that that push to be like, all right, well, this worked, so let's keep going. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I, I, and you know what? I would say, I would say because I know, you know, that's part of the only child in you. 
<laughs> you know, probably. Um, you know, it's funny. My my dad's an only child. I'm an only child. Um, so growing up, my mother always used to say that we had, you know, what she would call the shine. You know, because we would we would act very differently from you know people that aren't only children. Um, oh yeah. yeah, you know. So it's 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 funny to hear you say a lot of these things and how you <laughs> react to things because it's like I know exactly exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, well, that's good because I don't talk to a whole lot of only children. No, I so. know. A ton of us out there, you know. That's a, I know. <laughs> it's a very exclusive club, I think. You know, it's it's a club that you know we we probably get a bad name. <laughs> Well, and I was going to say, because, like, at shows and stuff, like, I'll even be like, well, I'm an only child, and everybody's just like, oh, oh that makes that's sense. it. That's, yeah, yeah. that's the missing piece. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I, I, I know I'm a very selfish person, but, like, a lot of that was because, you know, it was always just me, you know? Yes, exactly. I, I don't have to share anything with anybody else. I don't have to, you know, I never did until I had kids and and all that. But, um, but even that, you know, being an only child and then having to switch your focus to like, Oh, there's somebody else here more important than me. Like, it's like, Oh, yeah, I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. You know, and not a bad way, you know, nothing against my boys or anything, but it's like, it's hard. It's hard to share that spotlight with anybody, regardless of, you know, well, and I think it makes you question all of a sudden. Like, I don't know if, if this is true of you, but, like, it makes you start to question, like, okay, well, where do you belong? Like, right. And because all of a sudden, like, if you aren't the center, and, and I, I've gotten good at not being the center because I'm very, like, shy. So oh. it, it's kind of like this oxymoron because, like, I don't, I, I would much rather, like, be in the back somewhere hiding. Oh. That's so funny because I am not that way at all. Like if yeah. I walk into a room and people aren't coming over to me, I'm like, why? Why are why aren't people talking to me? Well, but then like it's it's like some days I'm like that though. Yeah. Some days I'm like, oh, okay, nobody cares that I'm here. I'm <laughs> like nothing. But yeah, but you do you question like when you all of a sudden are not the focus of right. some of someone or something. It's like. What yeah. did I do? Like, right. and so I constantly blame myself too. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> let me let me ask you: Are you are you like me, where, you know, like I'm not? I don't do alone very well. I don't like to be, you know, by myself for very long. Hey everyone, don't forget to check out our friends over at theafterglowboutique.com. That's theafterglowboutique.com. Or if you're local, they have a great shop at 43 Main Street in Blackstone, Massachusetts. All Boots and Whiskey podcast listeners get 20% off at checkout with the promo code BOOTS. That's B-O-O-T-S at checkout for 20% off at theafterglowboutique.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Um, I remember being young in my younger 20s and like even something as simple as going to, you know, Walmart or Target. If I was by myself, I'd have to find somebody to come with me. I used to be that way. Um, Well, and it was more of like when I would go out to eat, like I felt like I had to have somebody sitting there with me or like everybody was going to look at me and think I was weird. Yeah. Um, and I went on a trip where I sort of like had to escape where I was (laughs) from the rest of the people. Um, and I got over it really fast because I was like, no, I just need some peace. Um, and and I think because I'm very introverted, that comes more easily for me because I have to get, especially after like, I get drained. I don't I don't know if you're introverted or extrovert. I'm guessing extroverted, but oh, yeah. like, very. I I, I I can't even imagine what being an introvert would be like. I think I would combust. Okay, but well, and see, I'm very introverted, so like especially like Sunday mornings or after after my shows or whatever, like I got to come home and just kind of decompress. Like I'm very quiet before yeah. I go because I'm like trying to conserve all my words or something <laughs> for it. I don't know. And so I have to like recoup from that. And um, yeah, so that part was never really difficult for me. Um, I will say I get incredibly like, um, 
lonely and clingy if I'm sick. Like that's oh, when yeah. I'm like, yeah, like I call my husband. I'm like, please come sit with me. I need you to sit with right. me. <laughs> which is which is yeah. really pathetic, but you know, like that. No, it's true. Time like, I get really like lonely. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's funny because my and she just wants to be left alone. You know, all the time. You know, and I'm like, what's the matter? Like, just love me, love me. You know, and she's like, listen, like, it's not you. Just leave, just go away. <laughs> you know? well, see, and I'm like, why, why don't you want to be around it? My husband's one of three. So he's the youngest. So. And, um, yeah, he's my wife is too. Okay, well, he's oh, yeah. an and so he always wants, like, a house full of people. And I'm like, I'm just going to go hide in the bathroom for a little bit and decompress Uh, you know you know oh my god it's so funny because so my wife's family like they're pretty much attached to each other's hip um or that's how they were right um they all have lived together at some point in their lives yada 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 you know so on and so forth and um you know being an only and just having my parents like we didn't have that there was no you know you know yeah yeah my aunt and uncle lived up the street my grandparents lived you know in the same town but like we weren't tucked up each other's ass you know and I like <laughs> at all so like I don't you know my wife and I have known each other now almost you know nine we've known each other nine years been together like seven and yeah. I still have a tough time with it like I still like don't oh, yeah. get it and I'm like why do you want these people around all the time oh no like I mean I, I think we've so we've been together 18 years we dated for Seven. Have to count it up. Damn. Eighteen yeah, years. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, we were we were together for seven, and then we've been married ten. So we're going on eighteen years here. And wow. um, I remember the very first because you know I would have. I, first off, I'm the youngest grandchild, so and I was the only grandchild that lived around here. So I had my grandparents from both sides, but like when we would have get togethers, it was literally my parents, my aunt and uncle, and then um, the two sets of grandparents. And that yeah. was like, that was our big family gatherings, you know? Yeah. And I remember going to the very first, um, I think it was Christmas with my husband's family. And I was just like, uh, I was so shocked. <laughs> like, yeah. Because they're all like, I mean, you're talking like 30 people, like they're all together. They're all. Yep. Plus, like, I was used to like everybody fussing at our family gatherings and getting into like conspiracy theories and whatever else. And like, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, we love you. Right. And everybody's hugging everybody. And I remember leaving and being like, what, what was that? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is this? And that took you know, yeah. I I'm with you. I'll never forget the first like big gathering I did with my wife, and it was the same same kind of thing. I was like, Jesus, like you. And then it's like you know, it's always when when you have big families, there's different pockets, right, of people. And you know, you hear the stories, and it's like, okay, so last week we were all together and you loved each other. Now this week it's like you know, it's a totally different. Make up my mind. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't understand it. I don't get it. You know, I just I just don't not my not my thing, you know, and it and then now it's it's even more funny because, you know, after the last couple of years of not doing huge, huge get togethers, I mean we still got yeah. together, you know. Yeah. They were like, they're the kind of family where they can't, you know, if they go forty eight hours without talking to somebody, somebody you know, that person must be dead. Um <laughs> So we did our thing, but now it's like we're back. You know, my mother-in-law's back to the whole like, oh, we're gonna do a big Christmas, we're gonna do a big Thanksgiving, and it's yeah. like, no, no, <laughs> no. Like, let's just do it the you know just the immediate. She's like, nope, everybody has to be invited, and it's like, oh god. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. Uh, but I so, will say, like, I've been, I was very blessed with his family. I mean, yeah. they are just, yeah. So, yeah, no, my wife's family is great, you know, yeah. but it's it's still just a dynamic. Oh, it's overload. Yeah, it's overload when you're it's not. So, it's yes, a hundred percent overload, you know. 
and it's you know especially when you get to the holidays because it's like oh i'll see you at thanksgiving oh, and i'll see you in four weeks for christmas and then i'll see you the week after for me it's like oh, oh. and then it's you know and then like mid-january they're like well what are we doing next it's like nothing nothing literally just saw all of you for a month straight <laughs> but uh but yeah it's all good it's all good great family you know it's it's always interesting for sure um <laughs> so now are you would it be fair to say that you use music as your escape oh yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, yeah definitely i mean for me i mean especially because i am introverted and you know i was so shy like that was my way of of communicating like right. you know I, I i always i always say like i write songs to avoid awkward conversations and <laughs> i mean and i'm very serious about that because there's a lot of things I'd love to say to some people, but you know, I'm not going to say it. Like I'll choke on the words as they come out. So I write them down. Well, that's funny. Cause as an only child, I, I, we're probably going to go back and forth about this only child thing because, okay. <laughs> um, you know, as me being me and maybe it's just from where I'm from, but like, I have no problem telling people. Zero. I didn't when I was younger. Um, I, I remember, I must have been about 15 and I spoke my mind at some about something and it didn't go well. And I think after that, it was sort of like, it kind of shut me down. If that makes uh, sense. Yeah. yeah, No, I totally get it. So, so like I had spurts of like giving, um, I was. Yeah. I, I pretty much the just really take me off and I let him know and again like now I'm like dictating and I don't care um but a little bit later going it actually was involving the same person but a little bit later like um I just remember my parents were like you can't be like that like you can't do that and um so yeah it kind of I guess took the wind out of myself a little bit from that. And so I started thinking about what I was saying. That comes from, like, I'm a perfectionist too. (laughs) So, uh, that, uh, I think that plays into wanting, I guess wanting people to perceive you a certain way or like you or whatever. Um, I've gotten a little bit better about that to where I've kind of come back to be more blunt these days um, because I realized that, hey, like, if you don't say it, then nobody knows. So um, I I think I've gotten a little, I think I've returned a little bit back to my old self, but for a long time, like, it was that, like, oh, have to say the right thing, have to do the right thing, have to look the right way, like, all those things. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I used to be, I mean, I, I still get a glimpse of it every now, but my um, my wife used to say I'm, I was always trying to solve the world's problems through social media. And, uh, you know, yeah. I would comment or have commentary about everything, everything. And she's like, you know, it's not, it doesn't, it's not helping. And I'm like, well, it's helping me. So, I don't, you know, you know, so like Facebook was my therapy for a very long time. And then it was like, you know what? I'm, this isn't, you know, now I just say things in person rather than <laughs> behind a screen. Right. right. No, yeah. I, I'm the same way. I mean, my husband's a counselor and like, he'll tell me all the time, like, this is not your, but I, I do like, I, I'm that fixer. I want to fix everything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want everybody to know why my way is the only correct way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's it's sad. <laughs> um, so so, what kind of things are you doing now? You know, with with what you're doing, and um, you know, how is it? How is it? You have and I. I've been very fascinated with this with some people that I've been talking to that have a quite the social media following. But how have you? How how have you come to? You know, have the followers you have on social media. Honestly, I just try to connect with people. Like, I try to connect with different groups. I try to, um, 
I will say like over the past couple of years I've elected Instagram in a way and some of my other ones like I, I don't know that you're kind of burnt out on social media lately um, oh, probably yeah. for the past year and so I've um, selective with what I post but for a while like especially when I was really getting back I feel like everything happened in 2020 but back in 2020 I did like 100 days ago. I saw I, I got a lot of um, feedback during um, and just sharing songs and kind of sharing stories behind the songs. And it may have been one of mine or it may have been like one of my favorite songs or just something meant something. Um, so for me, it's been very just genuine and, and kind of put my story out there. And um yeah, and, and then also trying to connect with other artists and other, you know, just people. Um, because I feel like everybody, everybody's trying to be, everybody wants to feel not necessarily important, but like they have like, yeah. Yeah. their voice heard. And, and so that's really the thing to feel like somebody hears their voice yeah absolutely you know i i totally agree and um you know i get that burnt out from social media you know especially doing this you know because it has to be so constant yeah it has to be all the time to stay you know to stay at the forefront to stay on people's <laughs> radar right exactly and um yeah. you know it's it's tough you know and it's well, and I think yeah. I think it's hard when you're trying to do that and you're trying to put stuff out so quickly or right. you feel the need to like Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwashandrhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwashandrhinestones.com. Mass produce it or right. not, not even mass produce it, but just it is not coming from a, from a genuine place. If that makes sense, like if you're sharing yep. songs and stuff like that, like that, if you're just trying to figure out some way of getting a post up to, you know, build something, like I, I don't know, you lose a little bit of that authenticity. And so I think that that's why I kind of stopped pushing myself to to put stuff up as constantly as I was doing. Um, yep. Because it, I mean, it's exhausting, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree 100%. You know, I've been thinking about a lot of ways to change up some things for 2023. And it's like, you know, my mm -hmm. I put out for, you know, um, episodes and songs of the day and, you know, announcements and all that. It's like, it's all the same, you know, and it's like, how do we, how do I change it up? How do I make it a little more, you know, catchy? How do, you know, how do I do yeah. all these things, but also keep it very, you know me in on brand too you know and it's it's hard it's hard to you know it's easy to cut it's easy to cut adjust but it's it's another thing to kind of reinvent the wheel right right yeah exactly so what are you doing oh sorry i was just gonna say nothing no easy to get into the comparison trap of oh, yeah. so one reason I think I kind of backed off of was some social media just because I want to make sure that my music you know what I'm doing all of it is to tell somebody else's or, or be somebody else's right right Right, I agree a hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, what do you, what do you've got coming up? 
So I'm currently trying to explain which I'm touring. <laughs> um, I'm definitely going to Texas in March. Um, and I'm trying to work out um, details to go to, to California in May. Um, I've got that here, but I'm working on stuff to try to just get out there. You know, see what's going on, I guess. Yeah, so, I, I mean, so you're kind of like really park. trying to. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. But there is something to be learned from um, going to different areas. The thing is, but also, you know, always experience is different, and so that's really what I'm kind of looking at that for this next year is just the experience of it all and growing from that. Um, but I'm working on part longer. Um, I'm hoping that will be out by March. And um, so January is going to be just a lot of like plowing away. But we've got to yeah. put the final touches on the songs and, and um, the planning on album for this coming year so uh, that nice. should be out late 2023 and thing for other projects written but looking at collabing again with some artists that I think is always trying to you know get kind of a different sound somebody else um and uh, also getting a little bit different fan base when you're working with somebody else so yeah where i'm at yeah that's <laughs> awesome that's awesome i love it i love it i love it i love it i love i love that you know 23 you're going to expand and you know break out i think it's important for you know especially independent artists to to have that as a goal you know i know sometimes it's tough but I think it's very beneficial to you, for you especially, to get your name out to places that you may not be in right now. Um, well, now, and I think, like, as an independent artist, it can be very easy to kind of cocoon yourself into, like, one. And yeah. you completely miss out on you know, opportunities to write with other people, um, opportunities how to do your craft a little better. So, yeah, that's really what 23 looks like. A year of a year kind of comfort zone. I mean, 2022 yeah. right, but I, I want to do even more three. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, I think 2022 for a lot of people was that, you know, they, they really pushed out from, you know, two or, you know, yeah, two years of being stagnant and, you know, so much happened, you know, in 2022. And I think 2023 is going to maybe see a slowdown for some people, but not like a stop, you know, but like a, you know, okay, we, we went, we went, we went hard in 22 and 23, we're going to keep expanding, but maybe not go as hard and then in 24 I think things are going to start to level out again but I mean I could be wrong too we'll see about disconnecting that's why I paused like a little like oh no but I think it reconnected yeah 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 um but yeah so I think it's great I think it's great everything you're doing um Thanks. now so what do you, what are some of the things you're doing in Nashville? I know we talked the other day and you were heading out that way and and all that. So what what's going on there? Is that where you're recording everything? Um actually it's about about 30 minutes from where I live. Um so I've recorded North Carolina. Um but go back and forth to Nashville for writers rounds and then all Okay. Shows up there. I've got a show up there on the 29th at the Cobra, um, with and 
forth up there just for for that and to kind of network um, and get to know people and also I go up there to write um so yeah so I'm just sort of back and forth to that area that's awesome that's awesome you know and and you're fortunate enough to live in a in an area where it's like you said the other day you know drivable yes I mean sometimes you don't feel like but yeah but yes I'm glad that I'm close enough to make that work yeah i think you know i think if i think from where i live to drive to nashville it's like 17 or 18 hours uh yeah so i I would never i would never do that yeah well don't well never say never (laughs) that's true that's true i have a friend of mine she drives it you know pretty often and she's like come with me and i'm like nope nope i will fly and meet you there <laughs> so, yeah, they are, but that's that's too much. That's too much. I have a tough time driving <laughs> to, you know, from here, and that's only seven hours. So, you know, add on another ten, oh, and I'm okay. good. Well, I'm good. Yeah. See, we're driving to Texas in in March, like for South by Southwest. Um, nice. It's it's a seventeen hour drive, but yeah, yeah, no, like we're we're no. just going to drive to Texas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. I, I'm like, I'm exhausted thinking about it. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be a great time. I'll, I'll text you and be like, "Hey, just in the yeah. car, hey. hour 15. It'll be like, "Yeah," it'll be like, "Oh, that sounds terrible. Way to go, Jennifer." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's great to it's great to know you know, hear your story and hear your story and know that there's other only children out there that are as yeah. crazy as I am. Um, <laughs> that's so that's, that's awesome. Really wish you all the best. I think what Thanks. you're doing is great. I love, I love your sound. I love what you're doing. I think, you know, I think you got some great stuff ahead of you. And honestly, I think it's just fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I will. You're that we've kind of, um, developed over the last few days through through text and and all yeah. that. I think it's been a lot of fun. It's it's nice to, you know, it's nice to connect on a human level with people and I really, really appreciate it. I think it's the only child thing. Like I think it's just yeah. like Yeah. <laughs> we're an exclusive Yeah, I think so too. Club, it's like, like you said. It's like right, we're exclusive right. It's like one of those <laughs> things where like you almost know. You're like, oh this this one's one of mine. This is <laughs> <laughs> there's something different. You know? Right. She gets it. Why? Why is she so? Why is she? I can't even speak. Why is she so chattery? I like it. Why does she talk so much? I like it. <laughs> why am I not getting just one word answers? What's wrong with this girl? <laughs> she's never spoken to other people. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad somebody has let her out. I'm glad it's so good. <laughs> oh man. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures or whatnot, all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. drsupplyco.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff. Check them out. So, you know, I... I do have a couple questions for you. Yeah. Uh, so what are your boots? Do you wear boots? Do you like boots? Do you only wear boots on stage? Do you not wear boots? What does that look like? I don't wear like cowboy boots. I have like what? little like fringe booties, if, if that counts. Okay. I, or I yeah. have my Doc Martens. Like I'm okay. Doc Martens and my little fringe suede booties. Like, you know, those are my, those are my it's so funny. Over the last, you know, five or six conversations I've had with artists, the yeah. Doc Martens have, keep coming up. I'm so I'm really into like military boots, like or combat boots, not military boots, but combat boots. Like I I had gotten a few pairs of like sequin boots. Um, so like they're like mermaid looking boots. <laughs> I don't know what else yeah. to say. And then my husband got me a pair of white Doc Martens and like an oil slick Doc Martin for Christmas last year. Huh. 
And when you've actually broken the Doc Martens in, which take a little bit of time, um, yeah. they are the most comfortable thing on the planet. And so that's awesome. Yeah. So that those are just my go to's at this point. That's awesome. That's cool. Um, now, what about, you know, it's this is another thing that I've now started to question myself about <laughs> asking um, okay. because. Over the last couple of weeks, I've I've come to find out that we don't have a lot of I don't know a lot of people that drink anymore. Um, <laughs> but do you have a whiskey of choice or a beverage of choice that isn't water or soda or anything like that? Um, if I'm going to drink, probably I'll probably go with a Midori sour. Like that's probably okay. what I will always say, but. I'll be honest. No, I don't drink. Um, I, I do off and on. I may have like one or two a year. <laughs> um, really? I'm, you know, yeah, that, that's what I'm. That's what I'm finding out lately. You know? I, I I say strange to me, not in a bad sense, you know, at all. But you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, my husband. My I husband. Always... Like he's he's all into craft beer. Like he tried to do his own craft beer and then forgot. Yeah, yeah. Molded not. <laughs> Anyway, and then it just um, like you know that kind of thing. But like, I I don't I don't like beer at all. Like I don't like the taste. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. There's a Pabst Blue. I think it's Pabst Blue Ribbon. But they, there's like a chocolate one, like chocolate coffee. Okay, Have you had that? It no, I haven't. Like no, I. Okay, well, it tastes like really. Beer. Like I'm all for it. Like because I I love chocolate, so like yeah. I, I can handle that, but. Usually I just don't. And I'll be honest, part of it is because growing up, I had people in my family that did have alcohol issues. Yeah. And uh, also I lead at a recovery ministry. Um, at oh, a self-recovery okay. Ministry. So, you know, for me, it's just one of those things like uh, I sort of want to practice what I'm not quote unquote. Right. Thinking, right. But, you can't be like, yeah, hey. but, well, yeah. what I'm talking about, like, I sort of, you know, I don't want to, yeah. So anyway, right. but, it's um, like, like preaching to yeah. heroin addicts, it, like, like going home and shooting up. Yeah. I like a strawberry wine, like, if it's the right strawberry wine, like, I'm very picky. Um, yeah. I, I'm one of those fruity people that, like, I like my fruity drinks. Like, I like, it's got to, I cannot taste the alcohol in it, like, for me to like it. Gotcha. Um it better not burn because I don't like the burn. Yeah. yeah, I don't like the burn either. I totally get it. Um, you know, during the pandemic, you know, when we're all stay, when we're all at home, like I tried to get into the craft beers and the IPAs, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and then as I as I get older, like drinking beer for me is like, it's like drinking bleach. Like I have like <laughs> one or two, and then it's like. I just feel dead inside. Um, oh, gosh. Okay, you know, and, and yeah, it maybe takes... don't do that. <laughs> right. But like, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, I just feel so uncomfortable and full. But since I've, since I've discovered whiskey. Yeah. Like that, I can, I can drink a half a bottle of whiskey, go to sleep and then wake up and be ready to go the next day. You know, it's like. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, I don't drink a half a bottle of whiskey. I know my, you know, well, but I, I know my dad. I think it's a difference like, in quality too. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. I know my dad's probably listening to this, kind of like, "Oh my god," <laughs> but um, you know, it's true. Um, you know, I can I can drink whiskey all night long and feel great and not have that, you know, full or hangover feeling the next day yeah. and, and just be able to function, which is nice. You know, which was always what I was. You know, I was like, I'd have, you know, we'd go out and I'd have, you know, six, seven, eight beers or whatever or party and just drink beers, and it's like. Ugh. The next day yeah. or for three days later, you just feel like a, you know. Like you've been hit by a truck. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's now I sound like an alcoholic, but um, <laughs> I, I promise you I'm not. Uh, but like, that's the other <laughs> thing. Like, I could have like a taste for it, you know, have it, have a night with it and then be good for a week well, yeah. or two weeks. And I mean, call. here's the thing. You you do host a Boots and Whiskey podcast. Like, True. 
I kind of figured you probably drink whiskey. Right. Like, it's not a shocking thing to me. Right. And, <laughs> you know, and it's weird because, like, when we were, you know, my wife and I were going through, um, you know, the entertainment company. We kind of developed the management company. And, you know, she was like, maybe you should take the whiskey part out of it. You don't want to, like, you know, you don't want to have people that don't drink or not want to be associated with something that, you know, has, you know, and I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, is that a thing? And then apparently in the last like two, three weeks, like they've, people have come out of the woodwork that don't drink or, you know, had problems with alcohol. And I was like, wow, now I feel like an asshole, but not enough to, you know, change my name Uh, or anything like that. So it's uh, Yeah, I don't think, yeah. I I think that the right artist would come to you anyway. Right. I think, I think you're right too. And if if artists don't come to us because of that aspect, we probably don't want them on the show anyway. I know that sounds super arrogant, but that's the only child in me. Well, but I I just think too, like I, I think everything happens for a reason, and so yeah. if somebody's not drawn to to that, then okay, there's other there's other places. There's right. like, I don't know. Right, there's more boring podcasts to be on. It's fine. <laughs> Well, Jen, I thank you so much. I yeah. I appreciate you taking the time out and chatting with me. And, um, you know, I, I thank you for not waking me up at 6 a.m. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I thank you for the same. However, yeah. I was I was awake at 6 a.m. Yeah, I, I was too. Because <laughs> I couldn't like, sleep, but that's okay. <laughs> that's because I, I had a three-year-old jump into bed with me and ask me where Aww. his mother was. And I was like, she's Aww. getting ready. Go away, kid. Um, (laughs) but anyway so thank you so much jen it's been a pleasure i hope you have a wonderful christmas and this episode will be here so okay awesome take a i'll let you know when that will be but it will be within the next two weeks so it's perfect okay sounds great have a great day same to you okay bye-bye bye Well, there you have it, everyone, our conversation with Jennifer Alvarado. Jen, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, For everybody that is tuning in for the first time, thank you for coming out to the Boots and Whiskey podcast and taking a listen to what we have to offer. Um, We will be starting uh, season five, actually. We'll start on Monday um, with a very special guest. I'm not releasing who it is yet. You're going to have to tune in and find out. Um, Actually, I'm not going to lie to you. If you're listening to this now, you already know who it is. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to put it out there until I know <laughs> for sure um, we are recording this, all this stuff, you know, a week before it's coming out. So um, anyway, yeah. So, Jen, thank you. Thank you for letting me vent about being an only child with you. It was really, really nice to uh, to go back and forth. So thank you so much for that. Um, and everyone else, thank you so much for being here. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, you know, the whole nine yards. I greatly appreciate all the support. And until next time, guys, keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers, y'all.